Well, again, welcome to Vision City Church to our Christmas Eve service. Uh, this is going to be our last service for 2016, and what a way to finish out the year celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, over the last few weeks, we've kind of been taking a reverse chronological look at the events surrounding uh, the birth of Christ, and tonight we're going to be looking at a story that was recorded for us in Luke chapter 2, just after the birth of Christ, where these very special group of shepherds were tending their flocks by night. And it says in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And this evening, you saw a live reenactment of some of those shepherds when we had a few of them up on stage today. The shepherds that were watching over their sheep. Jesus said in one of his seven I am statements that were recorded in the book of John that he was the good shepherd. That he would lay down his life for the sheep. And I find it so fascinating that the first group of people that were told the birth of Christ had taken place was a group of shepherds. See, these shepherds were guarding their sheep, and they were out in the fields, and a lot of times they would have a pen or so that they would herd their sheep into, and then they would lay across the entrance of that pen so that any predator or anybody that would seek to do the sheep harm would have to cross over them in order to get to the sheep. And what a perfect picture it was when Jesus said that he laid down his life for the sheep, where literally... For somebody in, to get to hell, they would have to step over his dead body. In order for evil to get to you, that they would have to first go through Jesus for those that have faith in him. The shepherd would lay down his life for the sheep. And there they were out on that night. It may have been a cold night, but it wasn't going to be like any other night there in the city of Bethlehem. And in verse 9 it says, And behold, Luke chapter 2, verse 9, An angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Wow. The glory of the Lord shining around them. The messenger of the Lord stood before these shepherds, as again we saw the angel speaking to the shepherds there at night. The glory of the Lord. That heavenly bright light blared around them. The glory of the Lord. The same glory of the Lord that was spoken of when the glory of the Lord appeared in a cloud to the people of Israel as Moses was leading them. The same glory of the Lord that rested on Mount Sinai there in the Old Testament. The same glory of the Lord that was like a consuming fire on top of that mount. The same glory of the Lord that filled the temple that Solomon built. This is the glory of the Lord that we're talking about tonight that was shining around them. And the angel said in verse 10, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people. Now, I don't know about you, but reading this story, I really love that the first thing that the angel of the Lord said to the shepherds was, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Forty-eight times, you can follow this away in the Bible, that exact phrase is used to encourage people. Do not be afraid. 
It's something that an angel that said the same exact phrase to Joseph before he was married to Mary. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. It was the same phrase spoken to the father of John the Baptist, Zacharias. And he said, do not be afraid when the angel of the Lord appeared to him. It was the same phrase also when the angel of the Lord appeared to Mary, the mother of Jesus. And he told her, do not be afraid. And it's the same phrase that was shared with the shepherds in the story that we're looking at tonight. Why shouldn't they be afraid? Why shouldn't you here be afraid? With all of the things that are happening so terribly in this world, what an encouraging word for it to be spoken to us tonight. Do not be afraid. The Lord said, fear not. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. In the word of God, Paul told Timothy, for God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. So why shouldn't they be afraid? The angel would be recorded as saying in verse 11, for there is born to you in this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. A savior is born. He's the Messiah. Don't be afraid. This is a time of rejoicing. The Messiah is here. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And Mary will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And that's what it's all about. The birth of Jesus means your forgiveness of sins. You here tonight, rejoice in the fact that there's nothing to be afraid of because God is with you. Maybe for some of you here tonight, you don't feel very close to the Lord. Maybe you would say, I don't really have a relationship. And if I do, it's more estranged than anything. There's not a better time to be reconciled to the Lord than this evening, than right now. And knowing that God knew every mistake that you would ever commit before you were even born. And he still sent his son, Jesus. We celebrate His birth on Christmas Day. He still sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for your sins, knowing everything about you. And the angel told the shepherds in verse 12, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And there was no place for them in the inn. No place for them in the hotel. No place for them to rest and to stay shielded from the elements. There was no formal reception for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords to be born. For Him entering into this world. There were no royal robes as we saw some of our young men wearing today. As they were the three wise men. There was no royal bassinet for Jesus to be laid in, we're actually looking at a very close representation of what a trough for feeding animals looks like. Wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. I know for those of you that are first-time parents, you know how freaked out you are about germs. If somebody even breathes on your baby the wrong way, looks at them the wrong way, and we flip out. I know. I remember that with my first child. Don't touch him. He's a baby. Don't look at him like that. Why? I don't know, but just don't do it. And 
Then you have baby number two. And what used to be appalling for baby number one is now permitted for baby number two. Baby number three comes, and so I've been told, and I'll probably learn more about this in the upcoming weeks, that what you never thought would ever happen in your life is actually good for them and boosts their immune system. (laughs) Jesus, entering this world, Almighty God, as it says in Philippians 2, verses 6 through 7, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. That's what Jesus did. Equal with God, came in the likeness of man, like you and me. The Bible actually tells us that he suffered like you and I suffer. That he was tested like you and I are tested. And the Bible goes on to say that he was yet without sin. And that's how he understands you. Not only being God Almighty, who is omniscient, but personally has experienced the things that we deal with on an everyday basis and has overcome those things and is your very present help in time of need. Now, let me ask you this question. Have you ever had some information that you just couldn't keep to yourself? I know that might be kind of a dangerous thing to reply to, but let me give you some context. Somebody gives you some good news and, and, and doesn't say that you can't say anything about it. This isn't talking about gossiping or sharing information like, oh, this is the juiciest piece of gossip. I will be writing for National Enquirer the rest of my life or whatever it might be. I'm talking about good news. Good news. And you just can't wait to tell somebody. You're out golfing and you hit a hole in one and you just can't wait to tell your brother or call your friend. Something amazing happened. It was miraculous, and you have to tell somebody. I think this was the case for the angels in what we're about to read in verse 13. It says, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Luke 2, verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. I mean, talk about a heavenly chorus. Look at those things that it says here. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth. Goodwill towards men. Some, and might I even say many people in the world today feel that God does not love them. That God is not concerned with them. That God is looking to have them fuel the fires of Hades, as it will. No. Nothing could be further than the truth. If you're here this evening and you're feeling that God's not interested in you or that God doesn't love you or that God can't forgive you or God doesn't know what you've done, then you need to think again. And you need to hopefully base your thoughts upon what God's Word says. That He knows you, that He created you, that He loves you, and that He sent His only Son, Jesus, to be born on that Christmas day so that you might have fellowship with Him because His life eventually meant that He would die on the cross for the sins of the world and then on the third day rise again. What a night of praise it must have been. I mean, I can't tell you how amazing it was for me to be backstage and listening to you guys sing Christmas choruses. Can you imagine what it must have been like on that open, cool evening 
where an angel appears to the shepherds and then all of a sudden, like good news that you just couldn't keep quiet, rejoicing in heaven happens? Hark the herald angels sing. Glory to the newborn king. Peace on earth and mercy mild. God and sinners reconciled. Joyful all ye nations Rise, join the triumph of the skies with angelic hosts proclaim Christ is born in Bethlehem. Hark, the herald angels sing glory to the newborn king. That's why we're here this evening. That's why we've gathered together not only as a church family, but as family members. Maybe it's been a while since we've seen each other. Maybe We haven't been in contact as much as we would have liked to have been. But then all of a sudden at the holiday time, we're starting to think, you know what, it's important to have family. It's important to have relationships. And maybe I should let bygones be bygones. And maybe I should mend the relationship. Maybe I should say, I'm sorry. Maybe we should just start fresh tonight. What a great idea. For those that believe... Or I felt that God was against you. It says, peace. Goodwill to you. Peace. Because Jesus is our peace. Who has broken down every wall. Goodwill towards you means the very fact that Jesus was born was a demonstration of God's love to you. And to me. And to this world. To all nations. All tribes. All tongues. For those living in the turmoils of this life, peace on earth. You don't see a whole lot of peace nowadays. It doesn't matter if you're successful or if you're unsuccessful. Peace is something fleeting. It's something like the wind. We try to grasp it and grab it and chase it and we don't seem to ever apprehend it. But we see in God's word That God gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding. It guards your heart. It guards your mind. Through the very key, Jesus Christ, our Lord. And all for the glory of God. That's His wonderful plan for redemption. The, The wonderful plan of man being reconciled to God, even as you would like to be maybe reconciled to a family member or reconciled to a friend. Talk about estrangement when I'm distant from God. He says, I give you my son through him and faith. You might be reconciled to God. Then no longer would your sins separate you from the Lord. That you would be now in close relationship with him. This is what we're celebrating This isn't all there's sales and there's Black Friday and there's the day after Christmas sale and what does Amazon.com have going on and I get vacation and all. Yeah, those things are great. Maybe not so great. But what we're celebrating tonight and what we're remembering is the significance of a baby named Jesus who was born in the town of Bethlehem who will save his people from their sins. And so it was in verse 15 as we finish up here 
When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Let's see it. And I want to encourage you guys tonight who call Vision City your home church or maybe some of you that are visiting here and you've never been here before, regardless of where you're from. Understand it's not about where you're from, but where you're headed and who you want to be and where you want to go and what you want to do. And may you purpose in your heart to follow after the Lord. And one thing I like to bring to your attention is that the worship of God through praise and lifestyle will cause people to want to take a look deeper. So the praise that broke out in the heavens, the things that were said by this angel, they said, let us go and see these things. And the same applies for us as followers of Jesus, that living a lifestyle of praise and living a life that glorifies the Lord will cause other people to want to see what is it that that guy has? What is it that she has that's so different from everybody else? It will cause people to want to see what this is all about. And Christmas is the time that we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And tonight, if you do not know Jesus personally, maybe you know of him. Yeah, I know what Christmas is. We celebrate the birth of Jesus. Or, yeah, I know what Christmas is. I went to church when I was a kid. Or, you know, I I know what Christmas is. It's, uh, you know, the white Christmas song. And Bing Crosby sings it. uh, And Jingle Bells. And and Sleigh Rides in the Snow. And and No, what is it all about, really? It's about God loving you so much that he sent his only son. That if you believe in him, you should not perish but have everlasting life. And so... It says, and they came, the shepherds came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning this child. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And so, the story of Christ's birth is being proclaimed some 2,000 years later, still to this day. The power that set people free from sin is still working today by the power of the Holy Spirit. That you might be reconciled to God. And so tonight, maybe you're hurting. Maybe you are lonely. Maybe the holiday time isn't a time for rejoicing, but a time for sorrow. Maybe you're having a hard time. Well, let me encourage you tonight that there is hope and that there is help and there is strength and there is peace and there is love and there is unconditional joy through faith in Jesus. Commit your life to him. Put your faith in him. Confess your sins to him. He'll forgive you, cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You'll know without a shadow of a doubt that if you breathe your last breath here on this earth, you will breathe your first breath in the presence of God, and you will hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for this evening. We thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus to be born there in the town of Bethlehem. Lord, we remember and acknowledge, Lord, the significance of what Christ's birth means for not only us, but for all mankind. 
And Lord, I pray that tonight, if there are any who do not know you, that they would put their faith in you. For any, Lord, that may have walked away from you, Lord, that tonight they would come back to you and have their sins forgiven and be restored into right fellowship with you. And with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you're here this evening and maybe you would say, you know what, I have walked away from the Lord. And even being here in a place like this has reminded me of what I'm missing out on and what I need to be doing. And if that's you this evening, know that there's no condemnation for you. The Lord sees what's going on. He knows what's going on. He knew the mistakes that would be made. He still called you. He still died for you. And I'm going to ask that if tonight you need to rededicate your life to Jesus, that with every eye closed and head bowed, that you would just raise your hand and say, yes, that's me. I would like to recommit my life to Jesus right now. Would you just hold your hand up so I can lead you in a very simple prayer with every eye closed and every head bowed. And also this evening, if you were to say, you know what, I've never put my faith in Jesus. I mean, I know about these things and I've tried to be a good person, but you know what, I know that I need that forgiveness of sin and I want that right relationship with God. Then very simply, again, with every eye closed and every head bowed, would you just raise your hand and say, yes, I'd like to give my life to Jesus on this Christmas Eve. Would you hold your hand up so I can see it? And I'm going to pray for you right now. And then I'm going to lead you in a prayer of dedicating or rededicating your life to Christ. And so, Father, I pray for these that have raised their hands and even, Lord, for those that have not. And, Lord, maybe they're battling right now on what they should and shouldn't be doing. I pray that tonight, Lord, they would make that decision to follow you and to commit their life to you. And then forever, Lord, they will remember what happened on Christmas Eve 2016 where their life forever changed. And for those of you that need to say that prayer, I'm going to lead you in a very simple prayer, dedication, rededication. I'm going to ask that you just repeat this prayer after me and mean it in your heart. And say, Dear Jesus, I know that I have sinned, but I ask that you would forgive me of my sin and fill me with your Holy Spirit. I thank you that you love me. I thank you that you died on the cross for me. And I thank you that you have forgiven me of all my sin. Would you fill me with your love and your joy and your peace and give me your strength that I may be who you've created me to be. For I give you my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for what you have done here tonight. And we ask, Lord, for your blessings on our Christmas Eve, Lord, as we go our separate ways in just a moment, and as we, Lord, close out this night just worshiping you, Father, singing these songs, reminding, Lord, ourselves of the greatest gift that was ever given. And, Lord, we ask that this Christmas would truly be a different one for us, Lord, and that we would have a greater sense, greater awareness, Lord, of what Christmas is all about and the significance of your birth. Jesus, your birth. And Lord, we ask for your blessings on us, on our families. Be with those that are sick. We pray for healing. Be with those that are weak. We pray for strength. Lord, those that are weary for endurance. Those that are hurting for comfort. Those that are stressed, Lord, for peace. Those that are sorrowful for joy. And we ask, Lord, these things in Jesus' name. And all God's people say, Amen. Amen.